guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, what's up, Oxford Holy Club? It's your host, Brad Silliker. And Lucas Candy. And Andrew Beckwith. I feel like our timing was a little off on that. It felt like there was everybody just kind of took a breath. Well, you know what? I didn't mute the Facebook me, uh, stream. Me either. <laughs> so I was real messed up. <laughs> me too. Uh, My problem is because we always like it and share it and do all that rigmarole before we get rolling. And for some reason, I have the hardest time finding the share. So I'm always like in the zone. I almost didn't even hear you when you said your intro. So I really. The guy that gets paid to teach people how to use Facebook. <laughs> Whoa! It's not always a, hey, hey there, Mister Stan. And standing in for Matt Barber, it's uh, oh Andrew my goodness, guys! It's getting <laughs> savage. Uh, let let us take a moment to remember our the fourth, um, one fourth of the of the the podcast. Matt Matthew Barber is not with us this evening. You know, apparently okay, that's a good. That's a good moment. Yep. Moving on. (laughs) I want to remind you all that are watching the podcast right now or will be watching the podcast uh, that you can go to OxfordHolyClub.com. Andrew, what's that website? Oh, it's OxfordHolyClub.com. Oh, Lucas, could you correct him? What's the website again? OxfordHolyClub.ca. No, it's OxfordHolyClub.com. I was pitching to you to try to bring it home. We hadn't talked about doing a, a bit. <laughs> make sure Oxford you click Holy, all the ads. OxfordHolyClub.biz or maybe .org or .edu. It's, it's one of those websites where there's so many ads you can barely navigate it. But <laughs> It scares me that when we tried to, to do something on the fly live, we couldn't pull it off. And yet we're going to go to a live show. And do a live show, which is uh, a great time to mention that yours truly, the Oxford Holy Club, is going to be participating in the Stronger 2020 Men's Conference that's coming up February 8th uh, at Hillside Moncton, New Brunswick Church. Hillside Church in Moncton, New Brunswick. That was not the best. And uh, men, if you're watching and interested in going, make sure that you go to, let me just toss that back up there again, to strongermen.ca and you can get registered for that. Now, uh, moving on with the podcast. So go to the website, check it out there. That way you can find us on all the social medias. And uh, we're on YouTube now. Uh, Lucas, talk to me about that. What does that look like? Uh, well, you know, I know that we're we're already on. You can find our videos on Facebook, obviously, Oxford Holy Club. But uh, I thought, you know, some people just like YouTube. It's another way for people to find us. So I did throw it up on uh, on YouTube. I kind of went back a little bit and downloaded some uh, and have been posting them. And now from henceforth, they'll be there. And if people take a liking to them, I'll go back and find some old ones. Also, Mr. Brian Cogswell, Mr. Strongman himself, has uh, chimed in and saying hello. And we'll say hello hey, right back, Brian. So much like when Disney opened the vaults and and brought out the old movies, Lucas has yes. opened the vaults of the Oxford Holy Club episodes and gone back and started bringing them onto so, the YouTube. Guys, when we get a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube and we get the silver play button, oh yeah, we're we gonna like take turns. It's gonna it be a what? like a shared custody situation. Um, so we'll figure it out. A quarterly probably seems fair. I don't know. We'll Quar- sort it out. Uh, <laughs> alternating Thursdays. Some <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot of postage. Oh, gonna, the postage. Oh, the postage. meat at the bridge. <laughs> How much was cereal again? Well, actually, we could send it on an airplane. As I learned today, there's planes that fly between like Halifax and PEI, and fellas, they're small. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're we're on there. Um, so make sure that you check out OxfordHolyClub.com, and that will take you can find the links to everywhere, all our social medias, and um, to the YouTube channel as well. But guys, it's been it's been a season since we talked last so why don't we uh, let's catch up fellas anybody want to share what's been going on a little crazy thing what's new with you andrew man what's what's <laughs> what's going on on the wild side my man ah uh, yeah so i have a really just an encouraging story for me <laughs> i don't really care if you guys are encouraged by it <laughs> uh but uh i do so i'm a children's pastor so tuesday nights we have our children's program every tuesday it's called wild side such a great name uh, what, yes are there any weird misspellings like with it's spelled with y's or like a no, u with a new lot or something it's normally okay. spelled oh yeah, i like that that's rare that's rare that. in the yeah. youth uh, circles uh yeah anyways so tonight um 
it's been a long time since I actually, you know, led the kids through it. You know, if you want to become a Christian, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so tonight I, I did that and I walked them through, you know, we would talk about the stuff every week and, um, you know, it's really great that you guys are learning and I'm, I'm happy to be teaching you, but you know, there's an important step that you need to take if this is something you, you know, want to do. Anyways, I thought, you know, I did, I led them through a prayer, got them to close their eyes. So they were comfortable. Blah, blah, blah. I was hoping, you know, one person would raise their hand and say like, yeah, I did it. Like almost everybody there oh, <laughs> raised cool. their hand, and I I wasn't even prepared for it because I wanted to know who did it so I could follow up with them. And I'm like, leave those hands I'm up, like, people! Leave those hands okay, up! Come on, <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Oh, you're the new so, one. Oh. I had to do it again later. I'm like, okay, we're gonna just close our eyes again. <laughs> I'm gonna relead you. We're gonna and say a lot of the same things. Write down your name. Well, anyways, it was just <laughs> super, super exciting. Um, that's awesome. And really encouraging to know that. Man, you know, that's cool. Kids, um, are taking, you know, because they're kids and they like to be silly. And as much as you try and teach them and mm. uh, hope that they get what you're saying, sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, I have no idea. <laughs> what they're doing or if they're listening. And then and then tonight another a girl that like I would say that she listens about one percent of the time. And she, I was saying something and uh the kids were like, I was talking about Moses and and it doesn't really matter. But anyways, I said, I forget. I can't really remember what he did. And she's like, I know. And she just throws out the answer. <laughs> That's awesome. It was right. And I'm like, nice. uh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Okay. No, you're thinking of the book of Revelation with the two-headed beast. You're like, oh yeah, my word, no. you haven't paid attention. It was just crazy. So anyways, really <laughs> exciting night for me. Um, some yeah. validation, uh, which is That's always awesome. good. Getting some W's up on the board. That's <laughs> what we say in scripture, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is when we when we do get to the gates, that will be what's there. A scoreboard. <laughs> Your stats. Your stats. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, that's really cool, man. There, there's, that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing quite leading someone to the Lord. Um, Lucas, you should give it a try. And uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I've got hey, I got a few W's up at uh, when I was camp pastoring. So okay, you know, I, I don't think I have your guys' stats, but you know, I'm for the minor leagues. I'm doing all right. Well, buddy, it's not the minor leagues. It is not like that. It's not like that. Hey, you want to give a quick shout out to Bailey Crawley, who's joined, and Pastor Dave Filsinger, my travel friend that we just spent a lot of time in airplanes, but uh, welcome if you're still there. You really get to know people when you do like a travel trip with them because there's no like faking it after a certain amount of time. So you really, you know them, they know you good, bad, and ugly, which is, you know. Yeah, he'll never travel with me again. (laughs) Uh, um, Well, Lucas, I mean, we got you next on the thing here, but since we've so properly segued, um, I found myself, uh, I, I just... Got home a few hours ago from Winnipeg. I had been there with Pastor Dave um, to something called uh, Church Renewal. It's this and a set free retreat, and it's this. It comes out of this church in Steinbeck, Manitoba, and so we were there. And I'm not going to get into that tonight, although I'd love to to talk about it at some point and uh, and all that. But so we were we were there in Manitoba, and my goodness, that place. You know how people say it's flat, and everyone's like, <laughs> it's just that. it's just really flat there. And I'm like, okay, sure. Guys, it's really flat there. It's really flat. It's it's really fl- uh it's really flat and look, Brian Cogswell is is um is tr- is what's he doing here in chat? Brian? Messaging himself? No, no, Brian Stockford. How do we politely say what he's doing? He's talking to Brian Stockford. I I believe Brian Cogswell's hijacking our chat to try to <laughs> recruit is this a recruiting strategy, Brian? Oh, hey, that's that's fine. We're Just good with give it. Us our cut. We're fine. We're good with it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so Manitoba, you know, it was it was uh, it was a great trip. Um, but I noticed when we were flying there that uh, our flights there we had two. So from from Charlottetown to Montreal, normal Air Canada plane, all good to go. And and then uh, I, this is the first time I've flown Air Canada in like I don't know 14, 13 years doesn't matter. Then uh, to Winnipeg, same thing. And they were probably the the best, the best flights I've ever had. When we touched down in Winnipeg, I barely felt the wheels touch. The return, the (laughs) return, 
Yes. No hills to worry. No bumps. <laughs> the return flights, on the other okay, hand, <laughs> the return flights um, from Winnipeg home. Anyway, but before before we uh, left, I I looked at our itinerary and was like, okay, uh, Winnipeg to Toronto. Okay, piece of cake, couple hours. Tr- and then I thought, okay, Toronto to Charlottetown, fantastic. Nope, Toronto to Halifax. Like Toronto to Halifax. Okay, that's different. Halifax to Charlottetown. <laughs> Biplane, open cockpit, you know. Wait a minute. <laughs> Contact. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I could, I should have, I should have, I took a picture because <laughs> it was, it was the smallest plane I've thought, I, I never thought I'd be in a plane this small. Um, it's okay, Brian, you do you. Anyway, um, so I get, I get on this tiny little plane and it, it, it's cold inside. The pilot is also the stewardess type of thing, right? Like (laughs) he's got just like a stick jammed under the the yoke of the flight peanut. Like, shouldn't you be driving? So hucking him over his shoulder. (laughs) What's hilarious is that the the way the plane is, it's only, um, everybody has a window seat. Because it's it's only seats on the left, once you know a row on the left. I think maybe ten seats on the left going back, ten seats on the right going back, and with a little hump in the middle. And uh, so, so this thing can hold <laughs> maybe twenty reading. people, right? So we're at the gate, and and all of a sudden, Air Canada comes on. And they go, um, "This is for flight seven seven five four with uh, whatever to, to to Halifax. We're now boarding our priority uh, boarding. Twenty people priority boarding." Do you know where? Do, do you know where it put them? It put them in the middle on the hump. Priority boarding was in the middle on the hump, and the poor guys they couldn't get their baggage under the seat, so they had to move. So anyway, we get in this tiny little airplane, and I am—I got to be honest—I was pretty nervous. I—I I historically have been a very poor flyer, and um, had some freedom from that, but this one was really like. I am <laughs> reignited it, flared up again. It really flared up. I was, <laughs> and so I, we, they de-iced the thing. You can see straight down the hallway into the cockpit. There's no door. You're watching the pilots fly the <laughs> plane. I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure at one point they accidentally lowered the landing gear. <laughs> as long as you don't raise it up while you're on the ground, you're fine. <laughs> we were, we were still in the clouds. Um, we were coming in the clouds and, and all of a sudden I hear the I hear that like dunk, dunk. and like, oh man, we must be closer than I they just like come right back. Sorry, up. I thought it was the blinker guys. Sorry about that. Oh so then didn't like part of you make like feel like you were on like a private plane though? Like No, it felt more military honestly than anything. It looked like a giant tube casket. And I technically that's all planes, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. But I gasket. There's like so, a, a loose goat in the back, you know. <laughs> well, there's no bathroom, there's no in-flight meal. Cause I mean the flight from Halifax to PEI is pretty short. I think we yeah, might have been up in the air for 20 minutes, but you still get up into cruising altitude up over the clouds. Uh, uh, so, cause I thought, okay, maybe this is like a crop duster. We'll, we'll stay low. Skimming the waves <laughs> yeah. under the radar. Yeah. Like just bobbing in and under the bridge, you know, <laughs> but uh, this is what did it for me. I kept my eyes closed the majority of the time. And, but it was a, it was, I gotta be honest. It was a smooth flight. I expected it to be a lot bumpier than it was. So when we did have turbulence, I was like, okay, this is fine. This is okay. But at one point it felt like the plane was, if you can drift, with a plane, that's what it was. Oh, side, like yeah, like that's what it felt like when we were coming coming in for a landing. And uh, I was opened, it like a young pilot with like his hat on backwards? You know? <laughs> no, I I looked and I Radical. could I could see we were coming in for a landing, and I could see out the front windows of the of the cockpit, and I could see the runway. And so like they're aiming for the runway, but then like you'd get wind or something and you'd see the lights, like the, the lights disappear and then they're back and stay on target. Well, stay on target. I was watching them trying to hit the runway. And then the guy behind me taps me and he's like, see those lights? They're trying to hit that. That's the runway. Oh my word. I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks. And I just close my eyes. <laughs> This is your captain speaking for takeoff. We're going to need you to lean back as hard as you can when I say so and go. Yeah. The the only other highlight I want to point out really quickly and I'll, I'll move on. Um, thank you, Melissa, for liking my plane sound effects. Um, <laughs> she does. Appreciate that. We were we were at this 
church renewal event and we were at a table with, so every time you would go for meals, you would meet new people and all that. And we were, Pastor Dave and I were sitting with this young couple, young married couple and a couple other people. And so we're talking with them and I don't know how we get onto the conversation, but we're talking about our families. Oh, maybe we're just being polite. Anyway, we were talking about our families and, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And they were saying they didn't have any children. And, um, and so somehow through the conversation, and he was talking about how he would like they'd like to have kids, but they're not sure when type of thing. And <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I couldn't stop laughing. And it's probably not going to translate here. <laughs> we asked how old they were. She was 30. He's 36. And Pastor Dave looked at them and, and told them that it had been, based on her age, they had better start now. <laughs> Before and, you return home. But no, and I don't. I, and and like I lost it. I'm just bursting laughing, and I'm I I don't dare look at them because I'm like he just. <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> anyway, he just age shamed them. He did, and and she and she said to me, she's like, you know what a woman hears when she hears that? A woman hears my eggs are drying or my my eggs are drying up. <laughs> so have kids now. Like, huh. Anyway. Thank you for this conversation, stranger. Yeah. Well, really, though. All right. Moving on. Lucas, what? Get us, um, out, get well, us out of this sorry, episode. I just had to, you're playing story. And I've told it once before, back before we did it videos. But I still love the story of uh, Kent, who's one of our consultants at work um, at, at our school. And he travels everywhere all the time. He's got, like, the super flyer club and all that stuff. Anyway, he, we were flying to Brazil, and he goes, yeah, the last time I went to Brazil, I had to take this weird little, like, six-seater commuter flight to this little city. And he goes, and we were hitting some, like, heavy turbulence. And he goes, ah, but I always thought, you know, just look at the stewardess. That always make you feel good as long as she doesn't look worried. He goes, I look over, and she was bawling. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know what to think then. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I digress. Oh, my um, word. So my my big uh, I can't really compare it to either of those stories. You know, suddenly me getting a, a discount on Amazon Prime seems pretty weak to the uh, slew of conversions and uh, <laughs> telling that girl you know <laughs> her eggs were going south. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, I, I wanted to sign up for Amazon Prime because I wanted to order a light that's better than the, my current lighting setup, which is a lamp, uh, and. So I go to sign up and all of a sudden I was like, well, maybe there's teacher deals or whatever. I'm always trying to work the angle. And then I realized like I'm going to UMB for my master's. I'm a student again. So I got like free Amazon Prime uh, and then I'm going to get it for six months and it's going to be cheap. And I'm like, oh, how many other student deals can I get? So I was like signing up for, for student Spotify and student, student everything. Yeah. And I was so excited. And I, there's, a, there's another girl at school that... That works at school going to UNB. Thanks, said, Steve. Oh man, like you gotta get uh, you gotta get the Spotify deal. It's like half off. You should do it. She goes, Yeah, I kind of just use my parents' Spotify, which is the real student package. And like, ah, yeah, you're right. Wow, I guess that is true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, okay, I want to have your opinion, and I and it's too bad Barbara's not here for this opinion. He'll, I'm sure he'll have one. Um, <sighs> but I would, I had to go to a, a visitation. Um, uh, for a colleague of mine, like it was some, one of her family members who so were going to support her. And I'm in the lineup for the, you know, for the visitation, there's all the family lineups. And then the person, one of the people I was with was like, oh, I'm going to jump the line. And they just jumped ahead to where these people are, which at first I thought like, can you do that? Like, are we going to get thrown out of the visitation, like at the funeral home? But then I, the more, I, and I followed, and but the more I thought of it, I think it's actually the most, like polite thing to do because one, it gets your body out of the room. You go in, you, you do the, you do the thing, talk to the person, but then you're not subjecting all the other relatives to that weird, awkward handshake with like, hi, I'm, I sort of, I know this person, but I don't know you, but the guy beside me isn't moving. So we're going to stand here looking at each other for five minutes and I'm fresh out of small talk. So what are we going to do with this? And the, and the worst part was the people who were in line ahead of me, was, was somebody special. I couldn't quite figure out who, but everyone who saw them was like, you came. And it was like this <laughs> huge, like tearful hug and reunion. And like, I can't believe you drove that far. Like, oh, I would, oh, I would miss this. And, and I love you guys. And, and, and then, then, then they would go and it's me. I'm like, hi. <laughs> and it was very, so anyway, do you think skipping line and cut, cut are, are you allowed cutsies at a visitation? So for whatever reason, when you describe that, what I envisioned, the picture I received 
was yeah. was when you see an ambulance going and you decide, hey, I'm going to get behind this ambulance and follow it to wherever <laughs> it's going so that I can uh, cut the line, put my four ways on. Well, see, actually, at one point, sorry, go ahead, Andrew. I don't even get the the visitation line. Like anytime I've been to visitation, it's just a free for all. People are just everywhere. I think you just, just you, you, I've been to very few funerals, but to me, free for all makes sense. You go in, you you know, you, you find the person and talk to the people that actually care, one that you care to talk to, and two cares to talk to you. Like I, I always feel bad for these people that are like that are have to like keep up like their their smile and all this stuff and and their politeness when they're obviously having a hard time and they have to talk to you know the f- cousin Zeke's like accountant or whatever and they don't know who that person is and that person <laughs> yeah. like I, you know I'm gonna, so I I your way is the way I I'm going to I'm no I'm going to counter that okay uh, Andrew number 1 you need a new funeral home get something that's orderly um Lucas <laughs> velvet ropes yeah no uh, so I, I can I can understand how it becomes awkward for us. We don't know all these other people. However, we have an opportunity to show this whole family the impact that that person made. So yeah, is it uncomfortable for us? Sure, mm-hmm. but but some of those people would have no idea what impact their family member had on their community without seeing. And yes, you see all the people in the funeral home. I get that. But mm-hmm. there there's an opportunity, if I'm being serious, there's an opportunity right. for, yes, a little bit of uncomfortableness and maybe some awkwardness because what do you say to all these people you don't know? But there's also an opportunity for you to bring some comfort to people um, mm-hmm. that, that that family member made an impact in your life. And even though they don't know you, you know, so I get it. I, I get it, though. You're socially uncomfortable, but I get it. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's awkward for everybody. I think your argument is sound. Yep. I'm not going to argue against it, but free but, for all. But here I go. Free for all. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I, I respect your opinion and your right to hold it. I will be skipped. I will be cutscene next time. Now, but, if I know so, if I know everybody, I won't obviously. But if it was like the one person I know in the lineup, then yeah. I'm, so I as I mentioned uh, last week, my grandmother recently passed away, and we had a free for all visitation, yep. and it it was. Great, and I still got to see all of the people, you know. And you said that yeah. you got. I got to see all the people come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have to talk to everybody, especially the people I didn't know. And mm. there was people that still went out of their way to talk to me, even though you know I wouldn't have known who they were or seen them in a mm. long time. And I, you know, for me, it was still a nice experience, and it was still nice to see all the people that came out. You know. I, I think one exception I would make to this, and I think, and uh, now maybe it sounds like I'm backpedaling, but here's <laughs> here's the one thing: I did not know the deceased. Like if I if I did know the deceased, I like then yeah, mm. I would go through and like yeah, this guy was so great, and I, but but I didn't, I, and it would have felt that that's why that's the only reason I I did cutsies. But um, anyway, it, it was but it, it was interesting because once we did it, the rest of our staff who was there for the one person. They all started like jumping lines. He led the charge. <laughs> and uh, somebody else did, but I, I followed suit. Yes. I, uh, I respect your opinion, but, su- <laughs> but substitute my own. But also think it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying to type it type in here because I never thought I'd actually want to. I never thought we'd have the, the question of funeral visitations, free for all or ordered lineup. <laughs> I like that. We're not going. It's not a drive-through. Uh, well, let's uh, let's continue with Lucas and. Nobody saw your dances. Just good. well I done. I just realized that. Well done, Brad. That's so good. It's probably the best I, one so far. I, I do enjoy that stinger. I actually, I've enjoyed every single stinger that we have. Thanks. Uh, but right, so potent ponderables. So your our question for today, something to think about, is. You're on the 22nd floor of a building and floors 17 and 19 are completely on fire. What's your strategy? Okay. How many floors are there? <laughs> uh, let's say, say you're on 22. Let's say it goes all the way up to 30. Hold but on. There's several floors are, below you that are completely engulfed. Are you, thinking that going, you, are you thinking that you've got a, a personal limit that you will allow yourself to jump from? No, no, I'm thinking if I go up all the way, mm-hmm. does that give me enough time to hope to be rescued? That's that's a great thought. You know, if there's 23 floors, I'm probably not going to go up because the fire is pretty close. 
Right. But if there's 30, then if I go up to the roof, a helicopter right. could come in and save me. You got the time, is what you're saying. But yeah. Okay. How, which, which direction does fire go? Does fire, I mean, does it spread faster up or down? I'm assuming. Well, hot up. air goes up. Up. So you would assume but that's the, what I'm saying. I'm saying that it, there has to be a suitable amount of floors for the time for me to wait up there. So Lucas is allowing for 30 floors. And in that scenario, you feel you'd go straight up to the top. I, I'm, I'm thinking, are we in like a hotel or what kind of building are we in? Paint, uh, paint we'll me a picture. Mixed use office, uh, mixed use office building. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, tell me that. What what shade of tan will it be? <laughs> Neutral. Neutral. <laughs> kind of. What kind of uh, businesses are in there? Yeah, talk to me. Oh, you got shipping. You got receiving. You got <laughs> accounts payable. You got it exporting, all. Exporting. You know? Importing. Exporting. Yes, importing. Wow. Exporting and importing. Wow. They do everything there at Nakatomi Plaza. No, okay. Is it Nakatomi Plaza? Is that where we're at? No, no. Sorry. I said that. Shouldn't have said that. It's much more boring than Nakatomi. I, I need Nakatomi. to, I need, I need a little bit more details because. Even Arsenal, he says, go to roof. You know what? Uh, we got to, we got to take that for, for gospel because Stephen Arsenal is, I believe, still. Oh, look, he's giving advice. Stephen Arsenal is a, is a firefighter. See? Mm hmm. I'm right. Um, okay, I See, get with serial killers. You you don't go up. You you try to escape out. The you know that was that's always you know from the movie Scream. That's like you never run up because that's always leads to trouble. But with fire, maybe up's the way to go. Mike, I really need to know more about the building because depending on what is in the building for supplies, if it had been a, <laughs> it's a hang glider factory. Did I forget to mention <laughs> oh, that? It's a, par nice. it's a par <laughs> parachute storage facility. No, because I was thinking, well, if this is a hotel, I'm bedsheeting this. I'm going to get bedsheets. I'm on the 22nd floor. I probably got a little bit of time, not much. Get the bedsheets together. Get out a window. Do you know what engulfed in flames means? Because, uh, like, I'm picturing it, like, coming out the windows. You think you're just going to, like, soak them in water maybe and kind of go down through? Or? I, I am thinking that now, yes. I'm making a, <laughs> I'm making a slip and slide. A slip and slide. A, a slip and slide. No, I did. I did think about doing like the diehard uh, fire hose out the window thing, mm -hmm. but I think yeah. going to the roof is more uh, realistic. Okay, Brian. Co uh, Brian. Uh, yeah, Brian Cogswell is coming in here asking how high. It does not reach thirty stories. I can tell you that. Well, can you? Because I'm Googling. actually I can't. I'm making that up off the dome. I, that, I I assume that would probably more of a crane at that point. One hundred feet. Uh, fire yeah, trucks that, have a gigantic ladder called an aerial. Um, so that's probably like 10 stories. How many stories <laughs> is 100 <laughs> feet? Because if, if you get the ladder truck, then that, that moot points my thing. I'm going to have to change it to like, you're on the 150th floor. You don't get to do that. on the 48th floor. Uh, that's not, we're looking at nine stories. Okay, so we, yeah, we need... Fresh out of luck. Hold, hold on. We need another fire truck on top of that ladder. <laughs> we need to stack... <laughs> Some kind of stacking thing. Uh, so, Andrew, you're going to the top awaiting rescue. I am still. I I still think if you soak those sheets, if you soak yourself, have a quick have a quick bath, get in the tub. Um, <laughs> There's no water on your level. Oh, and I'm not in a hotel. Am I? No, I don't think there's a lot of hotels that are. But that there tall. is a bed sheet office supply. Well, and maybe yes. Okay, then I'm still. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking the sheets and and going for it. Sheet, mm -hmm. sheet salvation. <laughs> How about you? You're the, you're the one that's brought the ponderable. Well, I think if the, so the fire's a couple of stories below me and I've got a ways to go up. I think to me, the roof has got to be the way to go. Like, and go to the roof, hope for the best. Um, if I didn't have any other options, um, I would, I don't know. That would be tough. But I, I think, I mean, you got to go, you got to go roof, right? And now, It'd be interesting to see if there's like, you know, a lot of buildings, they kind of go down and then open the down and open. Maybe you can find a way to get to the lower level, but getting through that engulfed in flame area is going to be tricky. Does this building go down and then open the down and open? It's coming out of your mind, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Hold on. Wait, does this building have one of those? Uh, um, Fire escapes? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some, that, a that window thing, washer thing? That no, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't thinking window washer thing. What? I, okay, I was going full Aladdin on this thing, where like you <laughs> find carpets. a magic carpet. No, 
where you jump on on those like um, overhangs, awning type things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think they go up that high though. I think they're only like the bottom floor. I I I, I think. Oh. Um, Is there a swimming pool on like the tenth floor? Uh, there's not. No, Wait, no. What, what difference would that make? Like outdoor. Oh, on a veranda. Uh, okay, <laughs> just do a little swan dive. Oh, good grief. All right, everybody. This, I think, are we done with this one? Our, our yeah. ponderable has been <laughs> solved. Well, let's get into a Yahoo. Some, All right. Something else go. that may or may not be funny, depending on us. <laughs> Yahoo user Water asks. That's appropriate. Does the full moon affect humans? Uh, we have a couple of answers here. User Horseman whoa, says, you, "Whoa, you just got a lot louder." Whoa, sorry. Why do you think they are called lunatics? <laughs> I have heard that they howl at the moon. Okay, okay. Uh, I are you still reading, or are you looking for? I was gonna. I was gonna finish. Okay. Uh. Adula M says, yes, why not? Since mankind poses both physical as well as spiritual feeling. Ooh, Feelings. <laughs> That's going to do and it. And Carol Oklanola says, even after years of studies and research, there is no proof either way. I did have a tendency to lock the keys in the car with the cats and the motor running near a full moon in my mother's hometown. But that very likely was my own confirmation bias. And the cemetery of my mother's hometown does not freak me out at night. I haven't been scared of the dark for over 60 years. I found Ladies better, and gentlemen, the internet. Further east, an even better one, almost 80 miles further west. The talk, she's talking about... The fe- she's uh, talking about a graveyard. I think there's a bit of a tangent here, unfortunately. Um, I will jump in and give my my two cents. Um, on the surface, the idea of a full moon causing people to act ridiculous makes no sense, sounds foolish. Agreed. Unless you work with kids, in which case it does seem to... Fa- now, maybe it's just because like they're always wild, so we just blame the full moon, but I feel like there's a noticeable difference because sometimes... like. You know, I, I deal with a lot of the low-level discipline stuff at the school. And and all of a sudden, like, I'll just be swamped one day. And everyone's like, oh, it's a full moon. Ha, 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 And I'm like, man, it is a full moon. Like, oh, no. And and then I was thinking, like, and it's it's one of those things, like, um, if you ever listen to Focus on the Family, they have this guy named Kevin Lehman who comes on, like, once a month and talks about birth order and how it's so important and affects everything. And it sounds so hokey on the front end. But then the more he talks about it, the more it sounds true. And I don't know if it is or not. But anyway, it's, it's a fun little Side I'm sorry, tangent, talk, but, talk, I missed the talks about what? Uh, birth order. Like, you know, oh, the firstborn is going to be like this. The secondborn is going to be like this. Okay. The thirdborn. Sure. And it sounds like just hogwash. But then when you, I, I read the book, just kind of out of curiosity. And it is interesting. Some of those like things do kind of apply, even though there's no like actual science to back it up. It's more anecdotal. But anyway, I digress. My one thought about how it might actually be true, um, not just from observation is, think about it. The moon... Uh, the is moon. in charge of the tides. The, the moon, Luna, as she's also known, is in, uh, is is in, in charge. charge. Tides. What is in charge? That's a great. I don't know. Something about the way you said that. The moon, guys, as we all know, is as in charge. Know, as everyone knows. Well, wasn't moon, always in charge no, of the tides. But got guys, let tell, we've got this let moon. Let me, let me tell you about this moon. We've got the best moon, and it's in charge of the tides. <laughs> it's the best moon. Poor. All right. Next up. Uh, so. It, it obviously, it's in charge of the tides. And so it is moving entire oceans, right? The gravitational pull, sometimes it's stronger, way, sometimes it's weaker. Isn't Thank it possible you, that it could be like pulling on some like chemicals in our brain that just make us more susceptible at that time? It doesn't mean we lose control. It just means that the, the weak-willed of us are more uh, oh, susceptible wow. to the moon's pull. I have to sure. be honest. I've seen I've Why seen not? I've seen some uh, some children that are more that are stronger willed than some adults. <laughs> so uh, I don't have any scientific uh, explanation to back this up either. But I one hundred percent agree with Lucas. Uh, Here we I go. I worked at a daycare for five years, and there's something about the full moon, and I don't know how to explain it. 
but kids were crazier when it was a full moon. Uh, also, just uh, one other comment. Uh, Melissa, my beautiful wife, my bride, uh, said, I've made a mental note not to let you guys plan any required escape plans. Now, she was throwing shade at us, but throwing out no solutions of her own. So I have yet to see her solutions about how to get off of a burning building. Also, um, the firefighter agreed that we should go to the roof. So, Well, I, yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, I'll fine. I'll join you. But I'm bringing the sheets. <laughs> Sorry, we closed all the doors behind us oh, as, as per the firefighters to. instructions. <laughs> as per the firefighters. I don't know. So definitely lock them. I find this really difficult. I'm willing to concede um I'm willing to concede that the moon is in charge of the tides. Um not be, I don't want to be, but uh, and and the life goals, life goals. The only—I got to be honest. The only thing I could think of, if I was being serious about it, was something similar. Maybe like tidal pressure changing um, changes the way that people behave. I have no sweet clue. It, Sounds familiar. Well, Good idea. Well, no. It just seems <laughs> it seems ridiculous to me, though, that people will, for instance, uh, you know, feel like they lock their car keys in with the cats and the motor running near a full moon. How can, how did my question is more about Brad, the moon man. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. There's, I've never seen anything scientific about it. I also haven't really observed anything where I've been like, Oh, it's the moon, but I've heard enough people say it that I think they are loony. So that's no moon. No, that's no moon. That's no moon. Um, <laughs> How did you guys brush over the fact that this lady, Carol Oklanola, has a tendency to lock the keys in the car with the cats and the motor running near her full moon in her mother's You'd hometown? You'd be surprised. Well, you can gloss over when you don't read it. Do you guys, I did not. Do you so guys? That, that one. Andrew, you have a cat. Do you travel with your cat? Is your cat no. a, a constant companion when you go to your mother's hometown? Constant companion. If, uh, if we put our cat in the car, it'll, it'll defecate. So, <laughs> it stays in, in the house, like out of out of anger at you, or just out of, out of fear. Out of fear, it just stares hands at you. Hands down, hands down. It's it's not even a question of if; it's when. <laughs> it's a ticking time, cat. <laughs> All right. Well, I listen. To my my final answer is: I get that there is more to this than I understand. I haven't seen it, so I guys, I'm I'm on the opposite side of this with you. There we go. But that's fine. That's, wrong, side of, wrong side of the moon. I'm on the wrong. I'm on the dark side of the moon, it would appear. <laughs> uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, my fellow hosts, why don't we get into our smorp? And uh, reminder that smorp means scripture, message, obedience, repentance, and prayer. It's on the graphic on the screen in front of you. And the whole point of this is we look at a piece of scripture and, uh, and then we just kind of, we'll, we'll go through a different process or go through a process of talking about it and uh, have some discussion. And if you want to chime in on chat, please, by all means, we would love to have you join us. Mm. Um, we had some great discussion last week. Yeah, it really was. And chat. It, it, we had to take a couple of passes at that scripture. Um, but <laughs> sure did. Uh, but that's all right. I'm going to copy and paste the scripture into the chat and paste. And oh, that is a big old paragraph. Here it goes. Uh, so <laughs> we're looking at Philippians Chapter 2, verses 12 to 18, and we're reading out of the uh, ESV. It says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, Children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the world of life, to the sorry, to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I'm to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering uh, of your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with you all. <laughs> Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Do we want to do, anybody want to take another pass at that? I'll, I'll take another pass at it. You want to take a swing? Uh, all right. 
And therefore, my beloved, as you have oh. always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am proud, even or sorry, if I, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad. To, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Philippians two twelve to eighteen ESV. A- Andrew, do you want to take a run at it? <laughs> I'm just no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what we're going to do now is um, just in terms of that scripture, were there any words or phrases or observations from the passage that stands out to us? And and as we're saying that, you know, keep in mind maybe some things like does does that tell us this scripture tell us anything about the nature and work of God? And if you are doing this with us at home, uh, feel free to write it down in a journal. And uh, I do want to point out, if you want to do this with us at home, you can go to OxfordHolyClub.com and find the, the document that we're using uh, called SMORP. And all the scriptures are there and all the instructions are there. It's a fantastic tool. But in terms of this scripture, gentlemen, was there anything that stood out to you? I think poured out uh, like a drink offering <laughs> kind of jumped off the page at me. Yeah? Which it, thing? Like poured out like a drink offering. What... Um, what did it? What did it say? What? Well, because that's the one where basically, obviously, there's like a food offering, like you know the burnt offering, that sort of thing. But a drink offering is like basically you're you're pouring the wine, and then like it's it's it doesn't get. I don't think it does it get drunk or does it not get drunk? I'm not sure. I thought it didn't. I thought it was like we pour it out. It's like given to the Lord. Um, although maybe the priest got to drink it. I'm not sure how that worked exactly, and I don't know all those things. But just the idea of this is my life. And, and, you know, it's one of the things I give your life, but like pour it out. Like it's not mine anymore. Like it's now yours to do with what you want. And, mm-hmm. and some people think like, oh, what a waste. You know, like some people would think, oh, you're giving a drink offering to, to God. Like that's a waste. You're not going to get to enjoy it and you're not going to whatever. But like, no, this exists to, to do this, right? That's, that's the point of it. So that's kind of what jumped off the screen at me. Mm. Andrew, how about, how about yourself, my man? Anything I think right away, uh, just the do all things without grumbling or disputing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be pretty grumbly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I start a lot of sentences, probably way too many, with something along the lines of, you know what bugs me? Or, you know what I hate? Um, and I catch myself. And, and try and rephrase it, <laughs> but I'm saying the same thing, uh, just differently. <laughs> and so, uh, I think for me, you know, that that is probably something I struggle with a lot in my life. And and you mm. try, it's easy to brush that off and not think it's a big deal, mm-hmm. um, but it can take a toll on you, and it can take a toll on the people around you that have to listen to you. And so, <laughs> sure, uh, for sure, I think that's something that I need to work on. For me, what jumped out was um, the wor- about working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and this isn't um, this isn't working to receive your salvation, right? This is not works gain you salvation. We know that that salvation comes um, through grace, uh, the grace of the Lord by faith, um, but that when we receive salvation, there is a sense and and a call that we're we're actually to be growing in the salvation that we've been given. Like mm-hmm. I, I wonder if, and I don't know if he'll ask this, but when we go, when we do go to heaven, you know, we, we joke about different things that maybe he'll say to us or who'll be there. Yeah. The W's, but I wonder <laughs> if he'll say, okay, um, Brad, you know, welcome into the joy, at, but, um, but he'll go, okay, Brad, with what I gave you, what did you do with it? Mm. What, what, what did you do with what I gave you? How did you work out the salvation that I gave you? To, to make sure that you were becoming more like me daily. Now, it's not about the W's out there, right? It's, a, it's about what's happening inside me. And mm-hmm. so when, when I read that, I thought, okay, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. There is a sense sometimes that we, 
we say, you just got to get saved. Just get saved and everything, you're good. Don't worry get about it. Get over the else. finish line. Right. <laughs> um, but there is this sense that salvation is just the beginning of the journey for us hmm. and that there are things yeah. to, to work out. And um, I mean, within our, within our, my tradition of uh, the Nazarene church and the holiness church, I should, I don't need to quote it because that is what it is. We would, we would call that holiness mm. uh, is, is working those things out. Um, so that, that stood out to me and just kind of going on to the next um, portion of that, of what I feel the Lord's saying to me. Uh, what do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Do you have a question for God? And again, you can write it down. Uh, for me, I've just come off a, uh, a weekend event where I had to, I really had a hard look at myself and ask questions of the Lord of what do you, what, when you see me, what do you see? And, and li- trying to listen. Um, and so what do I sense the Lord saying to me right now is when I read that, and I'm not trying to be boastful at, in any way, is that we are working out, it was kind of like this, Brad, we are working out your salvation. Yeah, you got things that we're dealing with, but we're, we are working on it. You're making mm. progress. Yeah. Because um, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the um, forgiveness, repent, sin, forgiveness, repent, sin, r- repent, forgiveness. Repeat. Right. <laughs> this screw up and ask for forgiveness, screw up and ask for forgiveness. I don't want that. Hmm. I want to work it out with the Lord. And, <clears throat> and right now we're, we're on that track. Gentlemen. I like the the idea of not laboring in vain, you know, like, uh, and, and there are some people that would, you know, see you living as a Christian and see like, Oh man, it's all, what a waste. Like you're all those Sundays, you know, all those, whatever's it's what a waste, but like, no, like to me, this, you know, this is what we are made for and what we're, uh, what we're kind of designed to do. And, hmm. and it's, I don't, you know, I don't ever feel like I'm missing out, you know, on, on other stuff. Right. Um, mm. And again, like going back to that whole poured out like a drink offering thing, it's like, we're, you're, you're made, you're made to worship, you're made to, to serve. Right. And like people that live like selfish lives, it's easy to get annoyed with them and kind of like all oh, those people are the worst or whatever, but it's I kind of feel sad for them. Cause like all, all they'll know is just a life of selfishness. Right. And, and we're, we're all selfish too, but we're, we're, we're working on, on kind of slaying that beast every day. Got to mm-hmm. get up every morning and, and take down that dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I would do, Andrew, before we jump on to you, if that's all right, uh, Brian, yeah. Brian actually came into chat and he said, uh, for me, it's how we act. Brian Cogswell. Thanks, Brian. Uh, one of the biggest things we hear is that Christians are hypocrites. I think that this passage speaks a lot to integrity. Mm. Yeah, you, mm. and I would have to agree. How often can we look at each other and be like, "Hey, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to work out your salvation. You need to get this right." When we should really be like <laughs> looking here. But mm. and Scott Layton's coming in too. But Andrew, why don't you uh, take a take some time? So uh, this is kind of. I mean, it's a whole one big sentence, but, uh, you know, among whom you shine as lights in the world. And I think of, you know, just the idea of shining as a light and standing out basically. And as and something that I, sh- I, I never really saw it as a problem. And now I kind of do because, you know, just thinking through this, but, you know, as, as a pastor, I try not to be, like a stereotypical pastor. I get in that. A Reverend that, Lovejoy. Yeah. Like, and to almost nice. to a fault though, I think in terms mm. of, you know, I think I need to be better at standing out uh, and, and just not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a Christian, just setting myself more apart mm. and, and being more outgoing about who I am. Uh, so it's more obvious. Um, and I think that I've kind of shied away from that because I've been trying not to be the, you know, the stereotypical. Mm. And I think that I need to work on that uh, and be better. Mm. I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a sports reference here, which I can't believe Barbara's going to miss it. But anyway, <laughs> um, I was, I was reading in a, in a leadership book and it was talking about uh, John Wooden, who's like the winningest coach in basketball history or whatever. Um and they said one of the things that there's a lot of stuff that made him unique and what, why he was like so awesome. He had one losing season in 40 years and it was his first season. Every other one was a winning season and he won like 10 championships. Yada, 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 the best. He's awesome. 
He's the goat. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing was, they said, one of the things that kind of made him stand out is that he never studied the competition, like not interested, hmm. um, which is everyone else. That's kind of like one of the key things that, that they do. He says, yeah, and he goes, no. It's like, I'm not, it's like all I'm going to do is make sure I'm the, I'm going to get every effort of energy I have into making myself, my team better. And I'm not going to focus on what they're doing or not doing. And, you know, sometimes we can do that in the Christian world mm-hmm. and we can like, oh, what are, what's so-and-so doing or so-and-so, you know, am yep. I as good as that person or are they better than me or it's just trying to keep the, the holy, you know, uh, <laughs> list or whatever. But it's, no, just focus on you, not in a selfish way, but in like, how can you make yourself better working at, you know, like working it out with fear and trembling, that sort of thing. So uh, anytime I take my eye off the ball and start comparing myself to others, that's just a recipe for trouble absolutely nice job lucas way to go yeah man sports uh, reference no. <laughs> we should have a stinger just for that lucas is sports we'd only use it once i guess so we wouldn't need it now scott's uh scott's coming in saying that work out your own salvation jumped out to me and it connected with the portion that said holding fast to the word of life rather than being spoon-fed there's a lot to be said about picking up our fork and feeding ourselves but mm-hmm. it comes it comes down to holding his word God did the work and continually works in us. Uh, but a huge portion of that is us feeding ourselves with his word. Hope that makes sense. Yep. A- absolutely, Brian. And for those that are watching live, the Scott, reason- means, You mean Scott? I, I do. Who did I say? You said Brian. Sorry. Um, sorry. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> the reason I'm reading Scott's message uh, for those that are watching is because people will be listening by audio and do not get the benefit, unfortunately, of seeing the community mm-hmm. here um, responding. So guys, with what we've said, is there um, a step of obedience that you would take uh, today or this week based on kind of what you've been hearing? I, I will jump out and say, for me, um, it's it's listening. Um, a, a step of obedience I need to really take this week is is to turn off the lights and the screens and and everything that I can get wrapped up in that that pull that are good things, but I need mm-hmm. to stop and actually spend time talking and having conversation with the Lord and also listening, hmm. so that He can help point things out in my life so that I that we can work on them together. That that was the end of my thought. Um, my obedience thing I think would be going back to the whole pour your life out as like a drink offering and just something that's been kind of bothering my, my brain every so often is just kind of to remind myself that I get one pass at life, you know, and I need to make sure that I'm investing it wisely. Like, um, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that I'm spending time with my kids, spending time with my wife, spending time, you know, reading, my, reading the word and, and, and being the best husband, father, Christian, you know, educator I can be. And it's so, there's so many distractions in the world and it's so easy to get like, I'm going to play video games, nothing wrong with video games, but like every minute I'm playing video games, I could be doing something else or, you know, that works for everything. Right. Or every, every moment I'm negative is a minute. I won't have back that I could have been more positive, be more joyful. Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm really trying to keep that in mind and to say like, I've got one life, one life to live and I, uh, you know, make the most of it and keep in, keep in mind that, you know, it's going to, you know, not to be the gladiator, but echo through eternity, right? Like we get one chance and then that's it. And then it's eternity from there on out. So make the most of our time here on earth. So that's, that's one of the things over the last couple of months I've been thinking about. I think for me, it's just, you know, and you touched on that being more positive, mm-hmm. uh, which I think goes along with letting my light shine uh, and, and, tr- you know, lifting people up rather than pulling them down. Um, and, and not that I do that on purpose or, you know, really in my workplace, but, you know, with my family and things like that, uh, working on that and, and catching myself and, and being intentional about uh, just being a better person. Mm. Uh, now, I don't know how this, um, how these next two portions kind of translate in terms of live stream, but they are uh, very important parts. It It is one thing to have the conversations and talk this stuff out. But if in our spiritual life, we never get to the point where we actually confess and repent of things in our life. And I'm not saying that right now, live, we need to do that. Um, but if, you know, if the Lord has identified something in your life, whether, you know, you guys and myself, I'm talking to myself, it's important that we take the the step of confession. If you find someone that you trust, 
that you could actually have an honest to goodness conversation with about your spiritual life. And it could it be awkward? 100%. Um, but if there is something in your life you have no idea, or maybe you do, what it feels like to be able to talk to someone. And not that you need to confess the sin to them. Uh, you need to confess the sin to the Lord. But having someone that you can talk to is a, is a big thing. Um, mm. So, you know, for me, listening to the Lord is something that I recognize I need to do more. And so if I've been ignoring him, then a confession for me would be something like, Lord, I confess that my sin has been um, ignoring you. And, you know, please forgive me of that sin and, and, and wash that clean with, your, with the blood of Jesus. And uh, having a friend that could then come alongside and pray over you as well is huge. Um, so again, uh, guys, is there anything else that you want to say on, on, I tossed up the repentance and pray. Unfortunately, it made it one big block, but. No, I think it's good. Okay. Um, so again, you can find the document that we're using for this, oxfordholyclub.com. And uh, we love having this conversation. Uh, Scott and Brian, thank you for chiming in. And if others want to, we would love love to continue the conversation as well. Um, so gentlemen, we're, gonna, we're getting close to the end here. So Andrew, I'm wondering if you could give us a quick update on... Pounds or peppers. <laughs> well, next week is next week is the day. The t- uh, and uh, living in for me. <laughs> based on our chats, you, you, we're we're all way too uh, gung ho to postpone it each week. Uh, <laughs> but so next week is the week. Next week is happening. It's on record. Uh, so yeah. we're gonna weigh in on Monday, and that way uh, it gives uh, Lucas pepper, lots of time pepper, to buy his pepper. Pepper buying time. Oh no, it'll be me. I sh- I, I should have. I've never been one to take pictures of the foods I eat, but this last five days, I should have been taking pictures <laughs> and uh, creating a memoir. Is uh, is Manitoba the culinary uh, capital that you <laughs> thought it was going to be? It, it began. It began with a barbecue place called Big Smokies, and they spelled Ooh. they smelled they spelled Big wrong and Smokies wrong. <laughs> And uh, uh, quick question: How do you spell big wrong? I'm B I G G. Smokies with a Z? No, it was ah. that that some anyway. And so it began with that, and it just escalated from there. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, there were mil- that day. There were milkshakes, and, and the, <laughs> oh, the milkshakes! <laughs> Tell us about the milkshakes. The, the church that we attended, uh, Southland in. Um, wherever I was, Steinbeck, um, mm-hmm. they have a full-time chef and like the food, uh, we'll talk about that later, but the food mm. was phenomenal and the desserts were crazy fattening. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's the only chance I have because I'm two for two, I'm pretty sure, in weigh-ins <laughs> and pepper eatage. So We've only done it once. So, so one. next week, Andrew's the way in. So on Monday, we'll weigh each other. Well, not weigh each other. I'm coming. I'm coming over. We all, we all meet up, so uh, nobody lies. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I and unfortunately, I got a bit of a scouting report. I saw a picture of uh, Mr. Uh, Motion Man Matt Barber hiking again. Oh so, no! You so know, I, I think, think it's he's down to three. Safe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so next week we're weighing in. Thank you. Um, Andrew, or well, we got to get out of this episode, but I do want to point out just in case anyone doesn't catch it, uh, uh, that this is available on audio and it will be ready for you on Wednesdays. It's also on YouTube on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Lucas, you can take us in the car. I know my kids love listening to us, uh, partially because they have no other choice and partially because they enjoy <laughs> can, listening. To can, the Andrew, can I get really real with you before we sign off? My, yes. And I, I hope this doesn't offend you. Uh-oh. For this is like really real live. My daughter wanted to listen to the podcast for the first time ever because she overheard people talking about the awkward pause when you said your grandmother passed away. <laughs> I'm glad that I can bring you and your daughter closer. Thank you. I listened to that this week. I was driving out somewhere and I re-listened to that episode and the the pause was so palpable. Mm. <laughs> anyway, it, it, did, it did. All I was saying was Oh, here, no, 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 no. As to why I was gaining weight because there's lots of food to eat. Lucas, <laughs> get us out of here, please. All right. 
Uh, you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, nice. at Oxford Holy Club, uh, or you can throw up the hashtag OH Club when you're talking about us on social media. Uh, don't forget, if you want to contact us, you can always use old-fashioned email, OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, if you give us a five-star rating, uh, we'd love to leave, read it on the air. Uh, not only that, but you can send your questions to us. You just need to visit www.oxfordholeclub.com and you can send us a question through that. You can browse our merch when it comes available, which is totally going to be so soon and much more. Oh my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't pay to advertise. And so any growth that we have comes from you sharing us with others. And don't forget, we're going to be at uh, the Stronger Men Conference, Stronger 2020 Men's Conference. You can go to strongermen.ca to get registered. And until next time, keep spiritually fit. And have fun.